God doesn't change. The God that was great in 2016 will be great in 2017. And I can assure you that until the day that he comes, Jesus Christ will sit as the name above all names. Regardless of what worldly powers may regardless of what earthly governments may do, regardless even of what our churches may take part in, Jesus is still the name above all names, and He will be. And that's why I'm so excited about what God has laid out for us. I'm so excited about how God is moving and what He has planned for us, because within all of that, His greatness is key. All of that, His glory is within all the name of Jesus will be lifted high. We are not in the business of building great monumental dynasties. We're not in the business of building great illustrious buildings. We're not in the business of padding bank accounts. Of that, we're in the business of making the name of Jesus known. We're in the business of making
years and years in disobedience of the Lord. If we do not seek His will on a daily basis, we can spend years out of the will of God. I've told my wife every time that God has moved us somewhere, somewhere every time that uh, I've taken a, a staff position or we've moved into a different ministry position, the reason that is so hard for me is because I don't want to be out of the will of God. I've seen people in my life that have went through wilderness experiences where they didn't do what God told them to do, and they spent years in suffering. I'm so scared to be out of the will of God. But we've lost touch with that in our daily life. We should be terrified that we miss the will of God. It should drive us to obedience. A man had a habit of grumbling at the food that his wife placed before him at family meals. Nobody jabbing elbows right now. He would Then, following that, he would ask the blessing. One day after his usual combination of complaint prayer, his little girl asked him, Daddy, does God hear us when we pray? And he said, why, of course, sweetheart. He hears us every time we pray. She paused at this moment and asked, does he hear everything we say the rest of the time? And he said, yes, dear, every word. And he was encouraged that he, would, he had inspired his daughter to be curious about the Lord. And his pride was quickly turned to humility when his daughter said, then which one does God believe? Are we praying, asking God's will, and then not even listening or doing it? Guys, we must be pushed to obedience when we seek the will of God. Nothing will happen without prayer. I can guarantee you obedience will not happen without prayer. It won't. Second thing is that prayer gives us hope. It gives us hope. Look at James chapter 5 and verses 7 through 11 here. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, listen to this, brothers. Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You've heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you've seen the purpose of the Lord, that he is compassionate and merciful. I love that scripture because if you want to sum up Job, the book of Job, one of the oldest books in the Bible, if you want to sum it up, it's right there. Why was Job in place? So that we could see that God is steadfast and he is merciful. You say, how is he merciful? He let, he let Satan do horrible things to Job's family. Take all that Job had. And God stood by Job in the midst of it. 
And Job stood by God in the midst of it. And we see that God was merciful, that he doubled, that he put forth blessing in Job's life. Job had hope. Prayer gives us hope. I was reminded this last week how vital hope is for a cause. Rebellions are built on hope. It's quickly becoming one of the great phrases born out of the latest Star Wars, Star Wars film, Rogue One. And when I think of the Star Wars movies, which I'm a huge fan, I see an entire saga built upon this idea of hope. The idea that in the midst of great darkness, that light is still available, that light is still viable, and that it's still powerful. Hope. Prayer gives us hope. I've sat time and time again with grieving families. I've seen grieving families who don't know the Lord, and I've seen grieving families who do know the Lord, and I can tell you that the difference between the two is hope. Why do we offer up prayers when something bad happens? Because they offer hope that something good is going to happen. Prayer gives us hope. Hudson Taylor said that the Prayer power has never been tried to its full capacity. If we want to see mighty wonders of divine power and grace wrought in the place of weakness, failure, and disappointments, let us answer God's standing challenge. Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. There is hope in praying. Hope. In praying. Thirdly, prayer will move us to action. Prayer will move us to action. Verse 13 of James chapter 5 is if anyone is among you suffering, let him pray. If anyone is cheerful, let him sing praise. If anyone is among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save. The one who is sick. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Lift each other up in prayer. For the prayer of a righteous man avails much. Prayer moves us to action. There is more that you can do after you pray, but there is nothing you can do until you pray. Nothing will happen without prayer. Prayer will move us to action. We can't come up with something on our own and then pray over it and expect it to go forward. We must pray and then move how God directs us. When Hudson Taylor was sailing to China to begin his missionary work, his ship was in great danger. The wind had died and the current was carrying them toward sunken reefs which were close to islands inhabited by cannibals. Everything they tried was to no avail. And in his journal, Taylor recorded what happened next. 
He said, the captain said to me, well, we have done everything we can, that can be done. And a thought occurred to me. And I replied, no, there is one thing we have not yet done. What is that? The captain asked, four of us on board are Christians. Let us each retire to his own cabin and in agreed prayer, ask the Lord to give us immediately a breeze. Taylor prayed briefly and then, certain that the answer was coming, he went up on deck and asked the first officer to let down the sails. What good would that do us? The officer said. I told him we had been asking a wind from God and that it was coming immediately. And within minutes, the wind began to blow. It carried them safely past the reefs. And Taylor wrote this. Thus God encouraged me ere landing on China's shores to bring every variety of need to the Lord and give and he will give the help that each emergency has required. Prayer moves us to action. The reason I tell that story is because of what he did after praying. Yes, God did a mighty thing. But I think it was in reward of faith. Taylor ran up on deck. And he said, hey, let, us, let down the sails. You see, I prayed, and God's going to do a win. He's going to provide it, but we've got to do something about it. And God moved. And he honored the faith. Spurgeon said there's a general kind of praying which fails for lack of precision. It's as if a regiment of soldiers should all fire off their guns anywhere they want. Possibly somebody would be killed, but the majority of the enemy would be missed. When we pray, God moves us to action. When we pray, God drives us to do things. When we pray, He gives clear direction. When we pray, God does things. It is not the other way around. God will do his own bidding, but he asks us. He tells us, commands us to pray. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be open to you. Prayer drives us to action. Last thing. I think this is maybe most important. Prayer unites the brethren. Verse 19, my brother, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings him back will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. You see, the one great thing about prayer is that it binds us together. Like I've said before, it's really difficult to be upset with someone when you pray for them. It's really difficult to be mad at someone and pray for them. And I'm not talking about 
the whole prayer of, God, please just let them have a flat tire on the way home. Listen, when we truly pray for people, the love of God enters when our man-made efforts couldn't. I've seen it time and time again. Broken families united because of prayer. I've seen broken churches united because of prayer. I've seen best friends who parted ways united because of prayer. Understand something. Prayer unites us. And when I talk about us doing nothing without prayer, we need to understand that that's prayer together. That is prayer of you and I going before the Father together. United. I meet regularly with a group of men, and we meet with the sole purpose of praying for our communities and our ministries. And I can tell you that when I enter that prayer meeting, it's often in a broken and bruised and lonely state. And merely spending an hour with brothers praying, I stand up confident, reassured, strengthened, Not because of some monumental truth that was dropped on me during that time. Not because of some deep spiritual vision that I had. It's not because God laid a word on my heart. But I know that there are men around me who are praying with me and for me and over me. I cannot describe to you the incredible sensation of knowing that someone is praying for you, praying with you and praying over you. I've said it time and time again. There have been plenty of people in my life that I could count on every single day to pray for me, that I knew that my name was going before the Father every single day. There's still people in my life like that. Let me tell you something. I love my relationship with those people. When we lift each other up, it unites us. Having men of God pray over you will change your approach to life. Having your wife or your husband pray over you will strengthen your marriage. Parents, praying over your children will change their lives, will change their futures, will change their eternity. I'm telling you that prayer will unite us like never before. Quarrels will cease. Dissension will fall by the wayside. Evil thoughts and intentions will have no place when we begin to pray for one another. Can we commit to each other to pray for one another? Think of someone in this room right now. Someone you've had a quarrel with. Someone you've had an issue with. Someone that drives you crazy. 
Husbands, quit thinking about your wives. Wives, quit thinking about your husbands. Someone that you just can't even speak to sometimes. Think about that person. Now, spend some time in prayer for them, specifically this week. Some of us cringe just now. Some of us thought, there's no way I could pray for that person. Yeah, you can. And I guarantee you when you do, it's going to change the whole way that you think about them. It's going to change how you see them. It's going to change what you think. Church, when I say nothing will happen without prayer, those five words are going to drive us this year. Nothing will happen without prayer. It's prayer that moves us to action. It's prayer that unites us. It's prayer that calls us to obedience and gives us hope. Why am I excited about what God's going to do in our church? Why am I excited about how he's going to move? Because I've been on my knees before the Father and he's given me hope. In the midst of a world that is crushing in around us, in the midst of a culture that is trying to push out the gospel, there's hope. In the midst of a world that is going further and further and further into chaos, I have hope. In a community like Bristow, where there is brokenness, where there is addiction, where there is infidelity, where there are absolutely crazy things that are happening. If 2016 taught us anything, it's that this town is under attack. I have hope. Why? Because I pray to a God who's great, who was great in 2016, who's going to be great in 2017. Because I go before Him and I spend time with Him. And He reassures me. I love the song, In the Garden. He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I'm His own. And the joy that we share, nobody has known. Guys, listen. Nothing will happen without prayer. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't be surprised. When you pray more, God changes a whole lot in your life. I want to end with this quote. One of my heroes in the faith when it comes to prayer. A man that Stepped out in faith when people called him crazy. A man that knew what it was like to not have and have to ask God for and God come through. George Mueller said this. It is not enough to begin to pray, nor to pray aright.
nor is it enough to continue for a time to pray. Guys, you can make a New Year's resolution to pray, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to die in about a week. You're going to say, I'm going to get up, I'm going to pray for 15 minutes every morning. I'm going to tell you right now, if you haven't been doing that, and you're just now starting, it's going to be tough. You're going to need some help from the Lord. You're going to need some willpower of your own. But I'm going to tell you something. Once you get in the presence of the Lord on a regular basis, once you're at the feet of the Father on a regular basis, you hear from Him on a regular basis, it's almost like an addiction. There's nothing that satisfies my soul more than sitting at the feet of the Father and having Him speak to me. Not me barreling out a whole bunch of problems, but just sitting and in His presence. But like George Mueller saying, it's not enough to begin to pray. And it's not enough to even pray right. Or to continue just for a time to pray. But we must patiently, believingly continue in prayer until we obtain an answer. And further, we have not only to continue in prayer until the end, but we have also to believe that God does hear us and He will answer our prayers. Most frequently, we fail in not continuing in prayer until the blessing is obtained and in not expecting the blessing. Understand something this morning. We can have meetings. We can pray until we're blue in the face. We can get on our knees and do all that we want. But unless we pray until it's answered, and unless we pray expecting it to be answered, we will have wasted our time. Do nothing without prayer. Nothing happens without prayer. Church, let's take this year and let's pray. Let's spend some time seeking the Father. Let's take the things that we're doing, our Bible studies, our programs, our ministries, and let's spend some time in prayer reevaluating. God, is this what you desire for us? I want to tell you something. God's an efficient God. If your time could be spent where he wants it, then that's what he wants to do. Let's spend some time in prayer seeking God on what he has for us in 2017. Let's pray together. God, we so often use prayer in a way that is simply strategic for us. We try to use prayer as a a means of transition in service. As parents, we use prayer with our children as a parenting tool. As humans, we use prayer as a lifeline when we fall into trouble. 
And God, only when it seems that we have to make big decisions do we seek your face and seek your will. God, change that within us this year. Change our perception of prayer. Change our thought process of prayer. May we truly understand that nothing will happen without prayer. That if we expect you to move in our life, that we must spend our time with you seeking your face. Seeking your will. God, forgive us for using prayer just as a therapy session to pour out all our problems and expect you to sit and listen quietly. God, may we fall in love with just simply sitting at your feet, listening to you, being in your presence. God, as a church, I pray that for us. That we would not move without prayer. That we would see your will, seek your direction. Follow. God, give us vision. Move us to obedience. Move us to action. Give us hope. God, unite us. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You may be here and you may not have a relationship with Jesus. I want you to understand something. Prayer doesn't work for you. No matter how much you call on the name of the Lord, to help you in times of trouble unless you have that relationship with Him, unless you've called Him as Lord of your life, your prayer simply hits the ceiling. You see, the Bible tells us that we must have a relationship with Jesus, and it tells us that Jesus is the one who ever intercedes on our behalf. He's always going to the Father with our request. There's one prayer that He will hear from a sinner, and that's the one asking Him for forgiveness. That's the one asking Him to be Lord. Maybe you need to make that decision today. Maybe you need to pray that prayer today. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. Christian, like I said earlier, I can guarantee you there's probably odds of like nine out of ten of you. Nine out of every ten that you have had an issue with someone in this church. Why do I know that's a good odd? Because this is a church. You've had an issue with someone here. You've had a thought about someone here. You've talked behind someone's back. 
about them here. I would like to challenge you to pray for them. By name today, begin to pray for them. Maybe they are wrong. Maybe, maybe their spirit is not in the right place. Pray that God would convict. I'm going to tell you something. Most of the time, it's that your spirit's not in the right place. Pray that God would convict you about that too. Let's unite together. There is no sense in being quarrelsome. There is no sense in arguing and fighting. There's no sense in being in the spirit of discord. Let's pray for one another. Father God, we give you this moment. Let us come to your feet, asking forgiveness, asking direction. And God, may we get up and rise and move in obedience. That's in your name I pray. Amen. Would you stand?